there's never a right time. Yep. The right time is usually now. Yeah. And what you can well, do is the right learn. time to, the right time to plant an apple tree was 40 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> the second exactly. right time is right now. Time. can't start a fire without a spark and we're going to light this candle using that spark and that candle is the promo front podcast episode number 98 we are inching towards that century mark i'm one of your co-hosts bill petrie with me as always the original good time player man himself dr kirby hossman kirby how are you i'm doing all right doing all right uh heavy stuff at the office, you and I talked before uh, we started recording, just some uh, staffing stuff that, um, yeah, death in the family of one of my team members. And so that's always tough. I'm feeling for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, found out about that this morning. Uh, but, um, you know, these kinds of times do allow the rest of the team to sort of rally around and, and lift that person up. So um, hoping that that's exactly what happens. So that's that's where my head's at. How about you, buddy? Yeah, no, I uh, totally get that. So very sorry to hear about that. And, and you'll share that at the time of your choosing. And I'm not saying that in a flippant way. It's yeah. not, uh, and that's not stuff to share right now, but uh, definitely heavy stuff. And, and uh, you know, those things happen. You know, life yeah. is, I, I've come to the realization, I think a long time ago, that life uh, is mainly chaos on some level with very small periods of tranquility. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah but, I think that's true. Uh, but such is life. So yeah. we muster on, we go forward. So, yeah. um, exactly but I know right. some things that do put you in a good mood. And I, number the yes. number one thing I know that puts you in a better mood than anything else is warm weather and summer. And, uh, you know, the weather is warming up. We're both wearing our, our uh, promo, promo cares, Ukraine uh, t-shirts, which we uh, just got. So yeah. we love that. So we're wearing that those shirts, warm weather, but you know, when I think of summer, I think of about four, four things, Kirby, the warm weather, right? barbecuing nothing better than barbecuing on a warm day beaches who doesn't love to sit on a beach and i think about patriotic pencils from our good 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 friends at shipenko i'm waving a flag right now that is how patriotic i feel about these writing instruments let's face it you can blow off some fireworks uh, to celebrate the birth of this great nation but i mean kind of everybody expects that i mean that's kind of predictable great but predictable Maybe it's time you should show your clients uh, how to celebrate Independence Day with thoughtful, intentional, and cost-effective promotional pencils from Shapenko. We've got the patriotic stars and stripes. I'm holding it up right here. Got a white barrel and then the American flag down there. And then you have the patriotic red, red, white, and blue, which has this uh, nice gradient fade to uh, um, red, white, and then blue. Awesome. Kirby, I know how much you love America. I think that's only (laughs) rivaled by your love of Shapenko. Yeah, that's totally true. I, you know, a just love the, the the gang that works at Shapenko, but the the reality of it is they make the uh, the buying process simple because um, you know it's so important to get the the uh, ideas of those writing instruments into the hands of our end users. So uh, Shapenko yeah. makes that easy. So love them. They, God they bless America. Do. God bless Shapenko. <laughs> that's that's right. right, Kirby. You know, Independence Day is right around the corner. Now is the time to talk to your clients about these beautiful, amazing, and really important in-stock and cost-effective writing instruments from Shapenko. 
perfect for any sort of celebration, a community event, any sort of historic sites or museums, which there's so many of those around, great little giveaways or, or things for those or anything. And elections. We are in an election mm. year, folks. These are great, 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 great cost-effective keepsakes and memorable memorabilia for candidates. So, and if that wasn't good enough, and it is, let's be honest, yeah. but if that wasn't good enough, when you put the code Shapenko 22 uh, on your next order, they're going to hook you up. Or they're going to get with like free goods, which is yeah. awesome. Or you want to see some of these pencils in action? Email our good friend, Alex Moltz. Great. One of the great crew you mentioned over there at Shapenko. Email Alex Moltz over at alex at shapenko.com. He's going to hook you up with some random samples and uh, he will help, help you out. And they're, they're just great people. So yep. head over to shapenko.com. Email Alex at Shapenko. I just said his email address. Or simply listen to your pals. The patriotic pair, Kirby and Bill, <laughs> and buy yourself some patriotic pencils. All right, yeah. Kirby. All right. So I have the upfront section of the podcast today, which means we always talk about something in the promotional products world. Uh, there's nothing going on in the world of promotional <laughs> products. So we're not going to do that today. I get to decide my topic. So yep. what we're going to talk about. Um, I wanted to get your take on something. Um, I, I started following, I channeled my inner Kirby Hossaman this week. Okay. 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 I was looking for some topics and I actually went to, I think it's called LinkedIn, L Lincoln, <laughs> LinkedIn. Okay. I went to LinkedIn and found topics today and I saw this great thing. It, it, um, and it's one of those five lessons learned from X, right? Oh, okay. A lot okay. of different things like that. Okay. This one caught my attention because it was from Joe, or wasn't from, but it was written about Joe Rogan. Now, if you don't know who Joe Rogan is, he's a comedian. He is, uh, I think, the most popular and highest paid podcaster, and he's exclusively on Spotify now, if I remember right. Um, does very long form podcast interviews, two, three hours, so it's, it's a lot. Um, used to host Fear Factor, and he does a lot of MMA stuff. Anyway, pretty famous guy. So this was an interesting thing. So I'm going to read these to you and and i want to talk about that the last one so I want, i'm sure you're gonna agree with them but let's go through them. number one take care of yourself then others I totally agree with that yep. you know one of the most important things you hear on a plane is put your mask on first then help the person next to you i yep. couldn't agree more listen ask and analyze everything with intent okay i love this and these okay. are for doing any sort of business okay, okay. that's what these and these are, are lessons from joe rogan so from right? joe rogan yeah. okay. correct mm -hmm. okay three Cherish truth and data and use that to eliminate negative people and projects, which I love that because we have okay. all have a bad habit of holding on to things we shouldn't. Number four, find a role to love in your work or create it. Find something you love in your work or create it. Okay. And the fifth one, and I thought this is the one that I'd really like to expand on. We can expand on any of these, Kirby. Execute now, then optimize. Mm, yeah. And that okay. struck me in, in, uh, I'd like to get your take on it and then I'll share mine or I can go first. Yeah. doesn't matter to me. No, I, I, yeah. So yeah, I'll go, I'll talk right quickly about that. Execute now, then optimize. So um, this reminds me of a conversation I was having at uh, 4.30 PM yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Um, so we have a um, uh, company, like a seasonal apparel shop for a okay. big client of ours. And the challenge that they that we had is they wanted to have the shop open a long time. Uh, so they had the shop open for a month, which 
I had said, hey, that's not ideal because, you know, the items that we've selected are in stock today. Right. But a month from now, who knows? Yep. I mean, no way I could predict it. But they were right. like, nope, that's what we want to do. I'm like, okay, as long as you understand, you know, we, we tried to do the, the communication on the front end. Um, Skylar, my daughter is the one managing this and it is completely overwhelming, right? Like, it, so we're trying sure. to place the orders now and um, she's trying to work out every detail because she's trying to do it the right way. This is not a critique, right? But at one point I said to her yesterday afternoon, honey, there are go like, it's, there are going to be problems. Like no yep. matter, like you can think through all the details of this, but for sure, without a doubt, there's going to be back orders. There's going to be problems. Right. There's going to be POs aren't going to be exactly right. Cause there's like 60 of them. Like it's, it's just going to be a challenge. You know that. Sure. So just do it really fast. I mean, mm -hmm. with, within reason, you know how to, the pricing's got to be right. This got to be right. This got to be right. But once you have those lined up, do it as fast as you can so that we can find the problems as fast as we can so that we can solve the problems as fast as we can. So I think that lines up with exactly what it you're does. talking about. It's like, we, we just got to do it now and we'll fix it on the fly a little bit. I 100% agree with you. And I think you've heard me say this before. I didn't invent the saying, but it's something I truly live by. So I've said it a lot. Fail fast. Yeah. When you're doing something, fail fast so you can fix them. What I thought about this is, you know, we are planners. We, a lot of us want to plan, right? We plan. We want to make sure we cover every base before we launch something, start a new project. We want to figure out, you know, before we uh, you know, launch that new website, whatever it is, we want to make sure everything is so buttoned up. And mm -hmm. that to me, and it's something you and I have talked about on this podcast. We've talked about it individually in blogs. It's something I know both you and I agree with, which you agree with. We, you end up striving for perfection, which yep. just doesn't exist. Right. And per perfection leads to paralysis, right? Yeah. And so one of the great things I learned, I'll never forget this. It was when I was at Halo and uh, we were in the process of acquiring JII, Kirby, mm. which you were part of at the time. Yep. And I'll never forget, you know, it's uneasy. If you've ever been part of an acquisition team and this was going to double the size of Halo at the time, it was a big deal and get the company out of bankruptcy. So it was a big, big deal. You want to plan it. You want to make sure everything's right. You want to make sure all the people feel good about it. You want to make sure you've covered every base. And I'll never forget Mark Simon, who is such a terrific leader for that organization. He yeah. said, guys, we can plan for 10 years. And on day one, there will be things we didn't think about. Yep. When we're ready, we're ready. Let's go. And he's right. And, and I think about that. And I've used that analogy when people are like, now's not the right time to have a child. Now's not the right time to buy a car or do this or do something. There's never a right time. Yep. The right time is usually now. Yeah. And what you can well, do is the right time to, the right time to plant an apple tree was 40 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> the second exactly. right time is, is now. Right time now. <laughs> exactly. So I just thought it was an interesting way to structure that um, to say, you know, just execute now, then optimize, right? So make sure you have a pretty good baked idea. You know, again, I, I, you and I are both, you know, pretty, you know, good enough sucks. Perfection doesn't exist. You got to live in that zone. Mm -hmm. That's where things happen. That's where innovation happens. That's where creativity happens. And you can make that better as you go. Yeah. It reminds me, you and I've talked on, I think on this podcast um, about, you know, there's certain advice, life advice, I ask people all the time, what's one piece of life advice you've heard mm -hmm. that you think is simply not true, right? Yeah. Um, I was actually having this conversation last week with a friend of mine. 
And it reminds me of one that I don't like. It's like when you hear people say, you know, if it's, I got this, I'm going to ruin this saying, but it's something like, if you can't do it right, then it's not worth doing, mm-hmm. right? Like if it's not worth doing, if you can't do it right. Like, I think right. that's horseshit. Like, yeah. the, like, again, of course you need to do the base principle, but I think that that saying holds people back because then who defines right, right? 100%. Yeah, that, like, who defines that? That's why that's what, and and I'm going to expand on that real quick. That's people trying to define the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. There's a goal. And and I always, the analogy I always use when, you know, I see someone who can be a control freak and dictate how things are to be done. If I tell a team of five people, I need you in Dallas by Wednesday at noon, and here's a hundred dollars to cover your expenses. Some people may choose to pocket that and walk. Some people may take the train. Some people may fly and spend some of their own money because it's easier. Some people may drive several different routes from wherever they are to get to Dallas. As long as you're in Dallas by noon and you didn't spend any more of that budget, what do I care? Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I, I do see that as, as a thing that holds people back though. You know? Yeah. So um, I, I, I really do like that. And then the, I will say, I want to jump back to yeah. number four real quick because sure. the idea of uh, if, finding a find, I'll read it again for yeah. you. Find a role to love in your work hmm. or create it. Yes. And that is, that is a great lesson from Rogan, it is. right? Like, because we talk about the, the, how, he is a famous podcaster. When he started, he wasn't a famous podcaster. And he had had a podcast that, as you, to your point, it was like a four-hour radio show. And yeah. I guarantee you people were like, that no one will ever listen to that. And he is a great example of that. There's no such thing as an overnight success. He did it for a bajillion episodes every day, I think. And, and he created a place where he could have conversations that were interesting to him with his friends, with the, with people. And he created that space that didn't exist. And I think we all have that opportunity unless we wait around for somebody to approve it, unless we wait around for somebody else to do it for us. So I I think that's a great piece of advice too. Give yourself permission to find that first. Don't worry about others. Awesome. Kirby. Great. Well, Hey, I, you know what it's time to do. It's time to amp up this podcast. And there's (laughs) no better way to do that than with our second topic, which is brought to us by our good pals over at promo pulse. Hey, it's already may no time. Like now to consistently start amplifying your sales through the stunning, beautiful outbound marketing from promo pulse. That's right. This is the perfect thing to do. If you're not doing any marketing at all, Mr. And Mrs. Distributor. So head over to promopulse.io slash amp. To learn how you can set your marketing and forget it in only five, five, five minutes. That's not 15, just five minutes, folks. All right, Kirby, what's our second topic? Well, I love that because, um, you know, we both know Jason Noakes is a a hell of a musician. And so I just, this is a a real quick one that uh, someone reminded me of recently that they, um, of course, the uh, PPEF. uh, Promotional Products Mm -hmm. Education Foundation um, is uh, doing a concert on yep. June 8th at 4:45 Eastern time where a bunch of our you know bunch of musicians from from the industry are going to put on a live concert um mm-hmm. Matt Wagner, Brett Guerin, yep. David Schultz and Nick Latour will be hosting mm-hmm. and they're doing this to mm-hmm. to raise money for PPEF I, I don't know how much discussion there is around this I just think it's really cool and I think that this is one of those moments where you really do lose sight of how talented, like there's, there are a group yeah. of s- such talented individuals in our industry that are doing other things, but it, I don't know the other guys as well, but, but David Schultz blows me away. He, he sends me stuff sometimes where I'm like, it, like, 
the music is amazing. He's written lyrics for it. He's edited the video. Oh, yeah. He's done all this stuff and oh, showcasing yeah. those talents in our industry. I just think is so cool. So it's June 8th at 445. Everybody should check out the concert, but they should donate as well. So that's, I, I just, yeah, think no, so I didn't know what your thoughts think, were on that. No, it's a cool thing to bring up. And, and, you know, Dave, I, when I think of David again, he, and I know Nick pretty well too, both, all of them are very, very talented people. And I think yes. that's so cool. They share that and we do lose sight of that. Right. Yeah. And one of the things I think about Dave is when uh, Brandovate was launched, he composed a song <laughs> for that, made a video and it was just amazing. So yeah. uh, absolutely PPF promotional products, education foundation is a terrific, terrific cause. And so you said that concert is June 8th at three three forty five central time, which is the only time zone that really matters. Let's be honest. So three forty five PM central time on June the 8th, um, you know, reached, I, I would, I would invite people to reach deep into your hearts and your pocketbooks and lend <laughs> promotional products, education foundation, a hand. Cool. All right, Kirby. So, um, I thought I, I, I was thinking about, I, I had a conversation with someone who yeah. is struggling with one of their clients. It's a distributor struggling with one of their clients. Yep. And this, there's the struggle is the client is, is a very high, um, in terms of revenue, high revenue client. Okay. Killing them though, just mm -hmm. unreasonable. And, and so it got me down this rabbit hole of thinking he's looking for advice and, and I, I shared my thoughts and all that, but when is it time to fire a client? Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that before on this podcast, but I really went a little deeper than I think we've done before. And so I, I wanted to bring that up and I know you've had to do it. I've had to do it before. I, I think, you know, when I think of reasons, there's really only four reasons you should ever fire a client. Okay. Right. But, you know, and some of them are obvious. One, if they're unreasonable, if they're super unreasonable, yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to value your time, right? Yep. And, and, and what's hard for all of us, either as a business owner or as a salesperson, we want to say yes so bad. Sure. So it's hard to say no. So number one is if they're unreasonable. Number two, if there's payment issues, obviously, right? If they're yeah. slow paying, if, you know, all that. But, but part of that also, and I started thinking about it was as, you, as your organization grows, your first clients may not fit your business model anymore. Yeah. And so that becomes a payment issue because you're doing an inordinate amount of work for what you are charging. And, and that's something. And, and, and so when you, one of the things I think you have to do, either let the client go, or as you improve your service, as you add to service, charge for them. Yeah. Make sure you say, hey, you know, you're getting enhanced services now. So the, the, the quote, I guess, this is especially true for service providers. Yeah. Or if you're charging for creative services. Mm -hmm. As you, as you add those things, you have to charge for them or else you end up, you know, reducing your hourly rate. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And it, it reminds me, Bill, of the book, The Pumpkin Plan um, mm -hmm. by Mike Michalowicz. And because I mean, charging for creative services is one thing, but I mean, the reality of it is mm -hmm. charging for a pen is the same, right? Because some of those same clients are going to be like, well, you, um, you gave me that EQP or whatever last time. Yeah. And I yeah. think that there is a place where, you know, McAllowitz does a really good job of explaining how to fire clients by pricing yourself out of those clients. Correct. And so, so rather than saying, Hey, I'm not doing business with you anymore, right. that you can say, look, uh, here's the price on that now. Right. And they say, right. well, that is too much. 
Okay, okay. but that's what we charge. And so it allows right. them to walk away with grace without you having to do that. 100%. And his advice was to price it so that if they mm -hmm. say yes, you are excited to do it. Yeah. Because if they say yes, yeah. then you're like, oh, okay, they're a pain yeah. in the ass, but they're they're at a 50% exactly. margin now, so I don't mind. <laughs> And, and generally, that's the only way to fire a client, right? Price them yeah. out of your service or yeah. product. I, I agree with that. I mean, it's not like you call them up and say, hey, we're not doing business with you anymore. I mean, if they're <laughs> abusive to people on your yeah. staff, that's different. Yep. Another one, when, when, one of the things I think the challenges that we have in our industry, especially, is when customers don't listen mm -hmm. or respond. Yeah. Right? How often do you know, they hire a promotion products distributor as an expert or a service provider, whatever mm -hmm. you're the expert, but then they really like to argue with you that you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. No, no, we don't want to do that. And so you hired us to be your expert that, that that's friction and that's time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the worst part of that is when you have, especially on the distributor side, when you have clients with, they call you or, or contact you all the time, their hair's on fire because everything is a rush. I've got to get this done. I've got, please help me. You move heaven and earth to help them, and then they disappear. They're not approving proofs. They're not responding. That is something where I would charge, except either that, that might be a time to take. You've done this to me too many times. I can't do business with you anymore. And I yep. think that's okay to say, or say, every time you call me, I've had a, a lot of these emergencies and you haven't responded. So every time you call with an emergency, I'm charging you a surcharge. Yeah. Well, I'm an attorney now. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'm an attorney. I, 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 yeah. And, and I think that that, that will take care of itself. I, mm -hmm. You know, I think it's, it's funny again, another experience just very recently. Um, yeah. I, I got a call from a client and this particular client actually used to work here. Yeah. Okay. And she, she was great. She was a great employee. Right. Okay. But three, four years ago when she worked here, the industry was a different place. Right. Yes, it was. And the so, world is a different place. Well, but she, she understands you know, how long lead times used to take sure. right? and really understood. So right. uh, when she reached out, she's like, I need something and I need it by this date. And yeah. she didn't have good art yet. And again, she was super nice, but we acted up. We said, look, I think we can do it, but honestly, yeah. I'm not sure. So I'm going to tell you no. And, right. if, and she, and, and she had kind of alluded mm -hmm. that she had somebody else that she thought could do it, but I was like, you should go with them. You should yeah. Deal with them. Absolutely. Let somebody else, let your competition fail. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, because I just am not confident, whatever. So she said, okay. That's smart. So she reached out to us uh, yesterday and said, they met my enhanced date. It looks like shit. Yeah. Um, so I'd really like to get these from you now. And now there's not a radical deadline. Right. Great. No problem. Right. We can help you. So I think sometimes that's part of it too, is just saying, look, I, I can't help you on this project. You're not necessarily firing the client, but saying no under reasonable terms. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there's never been a better time because 100%. I think more than ever clients at least go, oh yeah, I guess that's true in everything. That is such a, a smart approach. hundred percent uh, a approach I think I would take in that situation. That's great, Kirby. I love that. The last one, and this is the one this distributor called me about. Okay. Clients never happy. They expect, <laughs> yeah. they're never happy. They expect them to kind of read minds mm. and it's revision after revision. It's different product after different product. And uh, they approve an imprint. And then um, it goes to the factory and like, you know what? We want to change something. I mean, it's that. And he, he, he was like, how do I, how do I handle that? And, and my advice was simple. I, he, I said, you can fire. Cause he's like, I think I just want to fire him. I, said, mm. I, I don't think I'd fire him. Mm. 
include with your proposals. And I said, and he is someone who's on the Comiskey platform. I said, use that and, and put in your proposals that you're entitled to how many revisions that you're willing to do, specific timeframes. And outside of those timeframes, outside of those revisions, you are charging and it doesn't mm. have to be much. Yep. Make 100%. it valuable. I see you nodding. Yep. 100%. I know it's literally what I was going to say. Literally yeah. what I was going to say. You have to define what your time is worth. And if you don't do that, if you don't do that with your clients, you're not going to do it with yourself and you end up running yourself into the ground. Yeah. And, and I see this with distributors after distributor um, in, in our industry. So really set those expectations with your clients. You don't have to fire them so much. Mm. There are times you do, but I, you know, exactly. Honestly, you just start charging. Much more yeah. Yeah. You said it much more eloquently than I was going to say, because I had that down as basically, you know, price them out of the market, essentially yeah. price them out of your market. Yeah, I I think so. One of my pet peeves in this business, okay, mm-hmm. is suppliers charging me for a proof. Okay, right. Okay, here's my caveat. I want one proof for free. Yep. yep. <laughs> that's that's it. Once I yeah. start requesting a bunch of dumb shit, yeah. charge me. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Right. Like, the, it, but I think because and and the caveat to that is if I send you this logo and you right. send me a proof with a totally different company's logo, I'll take a yeah. second proof for free. But right. the moment I start modifying it, I'm screwing right. with your time. I want to respect right. that. That's I, I feel the same way about my clients. If you're, yep. if I got to send you 15 <clears throat> proofs, all of a sudden that $10 proof charge doesn't bother me at all. And I will tell you the conversation I had with this distributor in the conversation we're having now makes me so happy. I'm not on the distributor. <laughs> Um, well, or the supplier side, right? Because the, the supplier side, you got that right. Yeah. So <laughs> they're dealing lot, with me. Here's the thing. What if this boils down to Mr. and Mrs. Distributor and, and uh, supplier communication and expectations as soon as that relationship begins and things will go a lot better and then stick to those expectations. Yeah. Stick to them. Yeah. Do you want to do another topic or are we done? Let's do, we'll just, um, this will be uh, really quick. Real so, quick. Um, I just, and again, just something to check out yeah. if you haven't already seen it. So Mars Blackman, yeah. do you remember Mars Blackman? Mars I, I Blackman do. Was that the was Nick's super fan. Spike Lee. Yes, played by exactly. Spike Lee. So I, it, the, I just think that I thought those commercials were genius back in the Jordan days. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they are bringing him back. Nike okay. is celebrating its 50th anniversary with a spot, a really a mini movie, both directed and starring, um, Lee, Mars Blackman. Yeah. yeah, with his catchphrase, do you know, do you know, do you know? And he starts yeah. talking about saying, I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. And so they do this kind of evolution of, you know, from Prefontaine, which would have been mm-hmm. early Nike, right, up to the mm-hmm. present day. Really, really fun. And I, so, so A, check it out. B, okay. I love it when brands do this, when they yep. do it well, where they sort of go, hey, this is something that worked a while ago. We're going to bring it back for a, for a brief thing. What's your take on that? 100%. When you as a brand have created something that is iconic, you absolutely need to recycle that on, a, on almost a regular basis. Yeah. I would, I would, I would tell you, you know, I don't know why we haven't seen Spuds McKenzie. Right. Honestly, we're talking about that. <laughs> I, 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 the that graphics, such they a, could do it three, you know, in 3D. <laughs> Yeah, that, I, that was such. How about create an NFT of Spuds McKenzie, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, you know, that's something I remember. There's a lot of those iconic, iconic things. Um, how about the Tootsie Pop Owl? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? There's a lot of it. The answer is three. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. I think it's brilliant when you do that because 
sometimes ideas have a shelf life and it's for a very specific time period and they don't hold up. That's, you know, Joe Camel is a great example of that. (laughs) Totally. Would not hold up over time. Um, But Mars Blackman, absolutely. Spuds McKinsey, absolutely. And there's a Jolly Green Giant. You know, when was the last time you saw that type of an ad campaign or Keebler Elves or whatever? Absolutely. Bringing an iconic um, uh, character, for lack of a better term, I think is a very smart way to do two things. One, you tap into the nostalgia of your older audience. And number two, you introduce a younger audience to something that worked. Yeah. And might resonate again. May not. It's it's always a little bit of a gamble, but I think it's brilliant. I think it's fabulous. Yeah, I agree. I think it's fun. So check if awesome. you get a chance, check it out. It, it, do you know? I do will. you know? Do you know? Yep. Well, I tell you what I do know, Kirby. I know that right around the corner is Independence Day, and I'm going to wave my American flag because I love America, and I'm going <laughs> to hold it over my shoulder right now because I also, not only do I love America, Man, I love me some Shapenko. I love their patriotic pencils. I got, I love the stars and stripes pencil right here. I love the patriotic red, white, and blue right here. If you're watching us on the YouTube, I got to tell you, great folks down at Shapenko, down in Shelbyville, Tennessee, in, in Pencil City, USA. Dan Towns, Daniel Towns, Alex Moles, the whole crew down there. I got to tell you, just character people, great people. And they're the best of what this country is about. They're the best of what this industry is about. So if you want to learn more and gosh, darn it, why wouldn't you go get some cost-effective merchandise from our pals at Shapenko, shapenko.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. And if you want to get some free goods, um, some random samples, email our pal, Alex Moltz at alex at shapenko.com. Not going to be sorry you did Kirby. We're two away from the magic 100, 100 episodes. Woo! 